Jinkies! It's a g-g-g-g-ghost ship! This week on Hapless Heroes. Why do I even try? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. Tonight, I am your host and DM as we enter into some naval shenanigans. Joining me uh, as the heroes and crew, part of the crew of this amazing ship, we have the or we have none other than Dave playing Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I am the captain of this ship. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Somebody save um. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm all tuned up. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Pleasure to be back. So, last time on the show, you guys, you know, were making your way to back to Ardwall you, with Quinn's super special magic sea powers and doing some experimentation with the grenades and gifts that were given to you by, I'm going to keep saying arcane grenades, just to make sure that we are, you know, on the same page here. This is not the modern era. These are not actual like hand grenades. These are magical explosive devices. Uh, and you guys just decided to go straight for the nuclear options. Set it, you know, these because these things are set to various timers that are set in five second increments, and you went for the full minute, as that's the maximum time that can be set. And it essentially set off a mini thermonuclear device at sea. It was a good thing that we yeah, ran I, I, very I, far I, away yeah. after we dropped it. I would like <laughs> to clarify that we didn't choose the nuclear option. We got the nuclear option. We chose the most amount of distance between us and an unknown size explosion. Right. Yeah. We got the nuclear option. True. True. Um, As well as you guys performed an accidental factory reset on, um, however, you were able to get this tiny mechanical puppy back into working order. Uh, And then as you guys began the, you know, as you guys entered into your approach into Ardwall, your ship, was kind of started to slow down. Quinn's powers were fading. Now I wouldn't say fading, but he felt less of a connection to you, the sea or whatever, you know, font of magic he was drawing, you know, his powers from. Um, and the sea itself looks corrupted and a terrifying green fog. Terrifying green, green fog. fog. I was on mute. Has entered, you know. Green uh, fog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. I'm just gonna keep that in. For those of you at well, home like, listening, my green fog is actually on my recording, but it just doesn't. It's that's hilarious. For those of you listening at home, you know, prior to starting a recording in this episode, I have everybody so that we can make. I'm making sure that I'm, the audio is all synchronized. We count down and clap. So that, you know, when I go back to edit this later, all those little lines are lined up nice. And uh, it's become a running joke now to clap when it's not time to clap. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. Just just pandemic things with this remote oh, podcast God. now. Oh, yeah, no, we're so deep into the pandemic. We're going loopy and doing weird stuff. We've been at this almost a year in pandemic. Yeah, if anything, we've gotten very good at managing the technology that we have. No, no, geez, March, we're 11 months in. Yeah. Ew. Ew is right. Ew. Speaking of which, uh, a different kind of pandemic in that uh, that. Uh, in that of the undead plague is now descending upon you in the form of ghost ships. Mm-hmm. Rinky, um, Ralma. You guys aren't far outside 
outside of Ardwall, but you're far enough away from shore that this is going to be a bit of a, a naval a battle. Um, you don't really know how many ghost ships are within this, you know, thick, limitless fog that's in the, that now surrounds your ship, but you can see at least three. There's one directly ahead and two on either side of the ship. What we're going to do is start by rolling initiative, and things will start to be revealed, I guess, as we you know continue through this encounter. Mike, I'm sorry, Quinn, as captain yes. of the ship, I'm going to say you have some extra cool shit that you can do. Um, so first, let's start by rolling. And then we'll go over what some of the unique mechanics to this particular encounter will entail. All right, so we've rolled initiative. And what we've also done is that we've rolled initiative for the ship itself. So the ship is going to act on initiative count six. Then. Um, and then the undead ships will each be acting on their own initiative counts. So first, we're going to go uh, ship initiatives. So. The way it's worked out is it looks like all the undead ships are acting before the Overstar. Unfortunately. I heard you know, undead we'll like, but... Yeah, that's what I heard too, is the Freudians <laughs> slide into undip shits. Is that what I said? <laughs> it sounded like it. I was like, yep, they are definitely dipshits. I mean, yes, they're taking us on. That sort of does make them dipshits, but I keep falling. <laughs> Okay, so what we're looking at here is that uh, you're going to see um, a volley of what appear to be these, like, you can see these, like, projectiles flying out from these undead ships. They look like large tree trunks, essentially, that have been carved into, like, ballista, you know, like ballista bolts. However, at the head, instead of a sharpened point, are screaming green flame skulls green screaming flame green skulls. flame skulls <laughs> this is amazing and we're already 10 minutes in we're never gonna get through <laughs> this only 10 minutes in <laughs> alright I don't know about the rest of you I needed this <laughs> okay so I can fire cannons or, or I can move. move. And you can take three actions. Okay. If, as, as the crew perishes on this ship, the number of actions you can take on your ship's turn will reduce. Um, mm -hmm. There's some so, mechanics to this. So the goal here is keep as many, as many of your crew alive as possible while also sinking these ships. The rest of you, as the, once we get to the Oberstar's turn, you guys will be able to act on your initiatives prior to the ship performing its actions. So you can do things to potentially assist, or you can, you know, launch your own plans in addition to what Quinn is doing with the ship. Um, you know, Quinn, I'm going to say that you know you can take your turn and act, you know, and and command the ship to do things. Because okay. again, you're not driving it. Or doing anything, you are shouting the orders. You are the captain of this cool. ship. Cool. Okay. So, the ballistas fire the ballistae. Excuse me, Dave. Oh, I'm just yeah, I'm just being a butthead in the green room. Don't actually listen. To me. Sending, being pedantic and sending me corrections on my language. Oh, I'm not sending you corrections. I'm putting corrections in the chat just to be that guy. <laughs> it's not targeted it's just being pedantic and them in a room that you just happen to be in you sunk my battleship alright so your hull has an AC of 15 so two of their shots actually miss and sink into the water um, but one is a crit and, oh. it imp and it impacts the hull and deals 24 fire damage. 
Ugh. And you can see your ship has a uh, hull, like its hull has a hit point of 500. Thankfully, and actually with that crit, I will say that of the 40 crew members, that's not including yourselves, um, three are killed. Okay. Um, that's all they seem to be doing for now, but as you can see that they have, they are actually on an approach vector. Like, they are now beginning to turn on an approach vector and begin to move in closer. Um, right now, they're still about... I'm trying to think about, like, like distances. It's like great distance engagement ranges. It's like, it's kind of... I'm going to say they're probably... Two hundred feet out. Two hundred feet. Two hundred feet out from from you from you guys. So so super close. They're close, yeah. But they're like their ballistas are not necessarily within their perfect engagement range. Your cannons, however, and I'm going to say use these stats for the mangonel because actually that makes more sense for cannonball. Maybe two hundred two to four eighty or something like that. Let's combine those. Um, I'm thinking about like actually how far a cannonball can fire, and it's much further than a fucking ballista, because you know, explosive and shit. Um, but uh, you guys are, you know, well within cannon range, so you should be able to return fire. However, obviously, you're going to have to, you know, you'll probably be able to fire at the ones on your sides, but you'll have to turn the ship right to as like a, one of your move actions to fire on the one ahead of you so just for for uh, my brain uh, <laughs> how much so like when I move right if I move forward what would be one move action how many feet I mean it says the travel pace is four miles an hour so right that's what I was thinking too uh, probably not much but you could probably use your magic to potentially propel the ship or lurch it forward to kind of give you maybe a, if you guys were trying to board one of their ships. You know what I mean? Or you can, like, you might be, you may be able to utilize some of your magic to potentially, like, you know, move the ship in ways that it would take a little bit longer to do normally. All right. Oh, right. So we're going to go to the Oberstar now. Um, Zero, or sorry, Boris, we'll start with you. Um, what are you gonna do? Um, you know, these ships are kind of far away, but you know, it's just you know, I wasn't sure if there's any preparatory actions you would like to take at this point, or if there's any way, you know, any other way that you'd like to try to potentially affect the situation before you know Quinn starts doing things with the ship. I mean, it, Boris is very obviously eyeing her hand crossbow and then eyeing a rope and then eyeing a ship and assessing that there is a very good chance that a hand crossbow bolt is not going to carry a ship-sized rope a hundred feet for me to, like, rappel across onto another ship. Uh, so she is going to grab um and run and quickly hide um in the same cabin that the dragons are in. Okay. Okay. Uh, um is um is hidden, and it just you know again, this robotic dog looks up at you and just says, "Oh rough, oh rough," and then just sits down like very 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 mechanically, and it just sits just it's just this motionless now. Okay. Um, zero. Anything you're doing? Sure. One sec. Oh, good. Long range for me is 400 feet with reason, so... Mm -hmm. And you can see that there are undead crew on deck of this... Uh, on deck of these ships. Oh, there's only, only a few stand out to you as potentially, like... Um, like dangerous, like maybe these are the, you know, 
some sort of like undead commanders of some kind, but most of them just look like your rank and file, like skeletal um, pirates almost. Commanders are good. Rank and file is acceptable. Anything that doesn't get to load a cannon or pull a rope or do anything like that is one more win for us. And since I am well within my range and uh, sharpshooter, meaning I don't have to take a disadvantage, I get my full 400. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, why not? We're going to start uh, firing away at the decks. Let's uh, make sure. Yeah, I get three attacks with reason. We're not going to bother with... Uh, Using our sharpshooter right now, we're just going to uh, fire it full and see what we hit on the deck. So let's see, that's going to be a 3 on the die plus 13. That's a 16 for the first. A 17 plus 13, a 30 for the second. <laughs> and let's see, 9 and 13, 24 for the third shot. You managed to hit all of, you know, all of your targets. Fabulous. And, uh, yeah, D10 actions. So let's see. It's 10 6. So it's going to be 9, uh, 7, uh, 13, and 8. Yeah, you unleash a uh, volley of, of shots. And, yeah, you, like, you can see that three of the skeletal crew members just sort of shatter. You can see that e with, as as each bolt hits the undead, like it's almost like a flash of light. Ooh. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yep, that's that's my economy. I'm done. Hedrick, anything you're doing to potentially affect or you know the the tides of battle, so to speak. Possibly. Um, I need a little more description. Uh, okay, sure. Like, um, I have, what, I have what, a couple ideas like here. Know. Uh, do, do these ships look like they are solid, even though they're yes. inhabited by undead um, ghostly you would you, 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 you can take note without really any checks necessary that these ships look like the wood that they are made out of is rotten, and by all accounts, these should not be floating because there's holes where there should not be holes in these in the hulls of these ships but they are perfectly afloat okay and as far as speed you said you had one on either side are they like level with the ship or are there's they a little two, behind um, us yeah I, I would say like pretty much like heading straight towards you from the sides and then one that's that's approaching from the front Okay. Yeah, they fired. They fired their shots ass. at him. Now turn um, their ships and are pointed towards you guys. You can, you can see at the front of each okay. ship is also like what seems to be a mounted like and and glowing like screaming like skull. It's you know mouth and eyes just mm -hmm. like green flames mm -hmm. pouring out of it. Green flames. Green flames. All right, so the first thing Hedrick would like to do, he pulls out his loot and he starts strumming in sort of like a Spanish classical style, uh, very fast rhythmic strums. He goes, Jabril, just know that Valen is still with you. And though she's battling up in the, the heavens with the other gods, we're gonna do the same down here for her. And he will offer you a bit of inspiration. And then, He's gonna go back into that bass riff. What I got you gonna get or slam into wit. He's gonna try to cast Force Cage in front of one of these ghost ships, the one that is furthest oh. out to sea. Not the one it not the one inland, but the one I guess off of our left side. side. Okay, yeah, side. sure. Um how like I guess how far can you place it? Okay, so I have my amplifier, which sure. can double the distance, and the spell's okay. range is a hundred so, feet. So you so, so you want to place it like directly feet. in front of it? Well, I would like to possibly hold this action until it's at 
200 okay. feet. I mean, it's, and I, I don't want to put it down in the water. I want to put it up about that floating anyways. Right. So you're trying to essentially yeah. use it to impede the movement of the ship before they have a chance to react. Cause it's also invisible. I like this idea a lot. Correct. And I'm saying it's like, you could probably place it there right now. Like it's, it's right there at the edge of that range and they'd, they'd probably smash into it next time. It's their turn. Well, that's why I wanted to make sure they have zero reaction no time. time. And the fact that um, it also, because this is not a barred cage, um, and I guess the amplifier only uses one charge for the distance doubling, and it would not double the range, the area of effect. Right? You, you, it wouldn't you be able choose, to do both. You choose which one. You either choose to double the area of effect or you okay. choose to double the range. I feel like it'd be too broken if you could do both at the same time. Yeah, so this is 10 feet by 10 feet by 10 feet. That's, that's, and that's, I'm, that's I'm yeah, just I mean, the ship is much larger than that, but it's still going to just like punch, you know, they're going to punch straight through it. Um, yes. And my idea is at deck level, it will create the most surface damage. Yeah, especially because these things are not like f completely flat, right? They're like, they're, they're concave. Yeah. Or they're, they're like, you know, they're possibly like, taking out deck, right. the base. The base of the mast right off that ship yeah well right that's that's the idea now even though it has holes in it it's i feel like just simply damaging the hull wouldn't do the trick nope but i mean it still will do untold damage to this ship so yeah you place it yeah. right there it's invisible they're not even they're not going to know what hit them literally put them well, away, actually put them away, put they're them not going to know what they hit yeah it's just going to start like Disappearing and exploding, and then they usually have like this big yeah, this big hole, hole right? This giant cube tunnel. Because they got the momentum now, so. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is, yeah, put it right in their path, so they go straight through that thing the long way. Love it! What a creative idea. All right, uh, they just yeah. Kool Aid banned their ship. So inspiration has been given. Force cage has yes. been cast. Anything else there, Hedrick? Uh, I guess I would I would move back to the quarters with Boris and just make sure like she's got she's got a plan. So I want to be within sight of that door on All the right. deck. All right, Quinn. Uh, it is your turn. You may again take your own actions and then command the ship. Um. Oh, so I do both at the same like. I mean, yeah, you guys are pretty much acting. So John doesn't go first. John has an initiative of. Okay. Jarrell has an initiative of three, so he's acting after everything. Right. <laughs> Which is, I think, he's used to this by now. Yep. Yep. More than used to it. It's been years. <laughs> um. I think I'm just going to. <laughs> I almost want to just cast mirror image on myself and have four of me just like barking out orders <laughs> to people, but I know that's not how it works. Um, just like four Quins just running around telling people what to do and how to how to run the ship. Um, <laughs> But I think I am gonna cast. Um, I am gonna cast mirror image on myself, um, just as a precursor to possible um, invasion, and also to assert your dominance as captain. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. Um, like it, and like then, if it was more chess, that would be the Morton Mac opener. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh man, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so that's that's my action. I guess I really did, wouldn't take any movement, so I'm gonna stay right up on the, um, on the ship there. Yeah, um, on the helm. And then, uh, I guess we'll we'll move the boat then, um, or we'll take okay. some actions on the boat. Yeah. Um, so um can, again, you can you can move it and you can fire, like the yeah. Cannons. Um. You can take three so of these I would actions say, currently because you still have more than half of your crew. I would say potentially um, 
So there's one one coming at us from the front, right? So if we were to go forward, we would be going at that ship, correct? Correct. And you have two at your sides, and you know you have cannons lined up on either side. Right. Okay. So I'm going to potentially. Would I want to go at, like toward them or away from them? I don't know. You're the mm -hmm. captain. I'm gonna. Yeah, I know. That's, I'm, that's what I'm trying to decide. Or okay. Between, so or between. I'm them? going to. Like you know the one on. I'm going to port side to your left is now spoken for as far as mm -hmm. it has a force cage in front of it so your your biggest threats right. are the one directly ahead and the one to your starboard side so um and then i've got cannons on on both the starboard and the port, port side. side correct they're on the sides of the ship they're not on the front so you'd have to again you, you have to rotate the ship as a move action right to potentially fire at right first one or that's the one ahead of me right right, right. correct um Okay. I'm trying to keep so this as simple as possible so that's yeah. not yeah, yeah, yeah. like So I think what down what, by too many mechanics? Yeah. I'm going to say let's How many sorry, last thing. How many cannons are on each side? You're essentially you're going to be rolling for the group of them and if it's a hit you're dealing 5d10 damage. Got it. Okay. Um Okay. So let's let's fire at the starboard side. Okay, sounds good. Um, so go ahead and make an attack roll. It's yeah. plus five to hit. And are you aiming just at their hull? Uh, or are you, are you aiming, uh, are you choosing a different target for the cannons to potentially fire? I mean, again, you're not going to necessarily get like complete accuracy because they're cannonballs, but... Um, sure. I would say I would say we're going to try to go dead center because I think just from, from what I'm understanding... Okay. Getting yeah, the, straight the, for the bottom hull. of the ship isn't really going to do yeah, anything. Going straight for the hull. So, yeah. So, I think that, yep, trying to get rid of as many um, crewmates as possible would be the most helpful. Okay. So, we're going to shoot right for the center of the hull. We're going, uh, we rolled a 22. A 22 definitely hits. Roll me 5d10 bludgeoning damage. Ooh. 10. How many of these I have? This is a 10. And for our audience, I mean... But we've we've known that he's been a captain for how many years, and this is his first time ever actually being the captain of a ship in naval battles. So, I'm like, so excited! This you know, it had to happen. It had to happen, folks. All right, let's see here. 10, 15, 17, minus twenty six plus eight. Thirty four. Thirty four damage directly to the hull. Damage. And you can see that you've definitely um, killed at least five crew. Yes. Um, so that's one action, right? Um. So then we're going to. So if I, if I choose to till, if I choose to turn, that's one action, right? And then moving forward is another action. Correct. Because, you know, it takes effort to, like, okay. shift a ship, right? Like, it's not... Right, know, that's what I figured. Right. Okay. So we're going to shift about 45 degrees... Yep, so you're going to try to put yourself So that we them. are angled between... Yep, yep the starboard and, and, then, and, then and the moving center one. Ahead. In between them, yep. Mm -hmm. Perfect, okay. Excellent. Well done. All right, so... For my first time, I thought that was pretty well yeah, done. Yeah, very well done. Mike's first time, not Quinn's first time. <laughs> All right. We get it. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> I know. Actually, potentially, I don't think Quinn has ever done this before. <laughs> you never know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great mystery, that. I think he just, he, he, he's getting, like, super excited to just yell, Ah! <laughs> Okay, perfect. Uh, sorry, I was just making sure I notated all the hull and crew numbers of each of the undead ships. All right, perfect. So uh, the we'll start with the undead ship, which is actually directly ahead of you. That's going to um, you're going to see it's it's now going to it sees that you've adjusted your position. So now it's going to angle itself almost on an intercept course. So now it's 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 now turned itself so that it you know you guys are kind of moving diagonally towards one another. 
like you're gonna kind of meet at some point if it continues its current heading um and it also has a side pointed at you and you're gonna see you know some uh two two shots from their ballistas Nine, nope, uh, 10 against the hull is not going to do it, and actually, nor is a 13. Um, so you, you've managed to dodge that. You can see that they, you can already see that there's a few undead crew on top of that ship. You can see them holding up, like, gangplanks and stuff like that and moving them around so that they can potentially, like, they're trying to move in to board you guys. Um, the ship on now the uh, port side that is is smashing into a invisible force cage, and you can see this ten by ten like cube, just like poof, you can just see like it's something that just like, puncture the front of the ship, and it's just it's just carving through the top of it. Um, and uh, fifteen of their crew are either destroyed or pushed overboard, and they are. What if the masts? The masts are completely destroyed, so now the ship is at least un- is are, are, is unable to utilize any wind at all to move. And we'll see if that has any effect on its movement. Um, and the cult, the hull, the, the hull takes a tremendous amount of damage. And it'll be there for an hour. <laughs> nope, there's just above half crew, actually. Um, but you can see that, like, you know, there's a, just this now massive hole punctured through, like, the sort of top of this ship that's, like, above water here. And it's just, like, I mean, been decimated. Like, and it, they can, you can see that them trying to adjust course, and it takes the rest of their turn to even turn away from this thing to, to mitigate any further damage. Um, and then the uh, warship to your well yeah still technically still on your starboard side right because you guys are now moving between them um, uses some time to adjust its course and now it's also pointed so now you guys are all moving towards the same like peak eventually you guys are these ships if they continue on their current courses will probably meet each other in, uh, in another turn two. So just to clarify, the ship's got to go twice before me. <laughs> oh my god, John, I skipped you entirely. <laughs> uh, Jarrell, I'm so sorry. It's a brutal DM. I'm so sorry. Roll higher next time. We're going to pause on the remaining action of the last undead ship there and Jarrell. What would you like to do? I'm, I, I, my deepest apologies. It won't happen again. I forgive you. Um, how I haven't clarified how far I can shot put these grenades. <laughs> You've never really tried. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, definitely less than a hundred feet. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I just, I just wanted to make sure that I couldn't throw them that far. I don't know Let's if, see. like, are, are they, are they? They're kind of like softball size, right? Are they similar in size to the cannonballs? Like, if you think about That's like the sport of, idea. if you think no, if they're not. But if you think about the, if you think about the, uh, sport the weight of, of a shot like, put, like it's a heavy 60, ball. Sixty feet is a hell of a throw. Right. Even for somebody as incredibly as strong like a, as Jarrell, yeah, an Olymp, an, yeah, like like essentially Olympic athlete level strength or even divine strength, yeah. like sixty feet is a hell of a throw. I just want to make I'll sure before I make my decision. And I'll say that for you, Jarrell, sixty feet, like we'll give you the top end of how far. It's you an can average, yeah. Okay. Um. So then, my second thought is we're losing crew members, correct? Um, you've lost a few. Can I revivify crew members? Oh, damn. I think that would be a Jarrell thing to do. I mean, you're spending lots of money on uh, the material. Jarrell's really that... rich. <laughs> I don't know how often we cover this fact. No, that's good. I just, I mean, I mean, listen, like, for the first time for this spell to actually be used, you're using it on, you know, 
like the common the common right. folk. Uh, yeah, yeah what's the most Jarrell thing possible to do? <laughs> you get That's... 300 gold, and you get 300 gold. Now you're not dead, Jarell, you're not dead. I'm going to say two things here. Yes, you can do that, and you will get inspiration for this. Oh, well, okay, I'm <laughs> totally doing it. <laughs> you can res one person uh-huh. per turn. Okay, well, I, I can only do not, it as long as as long as, as long as their, their bodies aren't hucked overboard, obviously, because in that case, they're unreachable. Or, like, okay. disintegrated. That, too. Okay, well, sure. I, I revive you can, you one can. crew member, then. You now have 38 crew members alive. So I'm pretty sure I said you guys lost three or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three. Okay. Well, now you've only lost two. Uh, and, you know, the, 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 the crew member stands to their feet and just, like, hugs you and then picks up their sword and is like ready to like fight and they're like running back you know and trying to see where they can make themselves useful cool um there's probably some sort of yahaha in there somewhere because i mean <laughs> don't forget the sea lords are kind of highly refined pirates but there is there still has to be at least one r every now and again right uh yeah great and then finally real quick the un- the 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 final galley does fire one round of uh, ballista shots. Damn, I suck at rolling tonight. You guys are really lucky. Uh, and they both miss. I mean, you're happy that I suck at rolling. And I guess as uh, since I'm not a player right now, I actually am okay with this. But when I get back to playing Felix, these these this 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 low roll bullshit's got to stop. <laughs> Anywhoozle, we're back to the Overstar. So uh, Boris. The, at this point now, the ships are no more than 100 feet apart. No more than 100 feet. Okay, how close is the closest ship? 90. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess at this point, I'm just trying to make myself useful and help with anything possible. I mean, I... I checked to see if there is any possible way for us to use the cannons to shoot those grenades. I mean, the grenade would fit in a cannon. It's really risky. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, you know, kind of like hold a grenade near a cannon and, and assume at that point I've probably got the attention of at minimum Captain Quinn watching me walk with a grenade to the captain. Actually, the cannons are... The cannons are one deck below. They're not on the deck. They're actually set into the sides of the ship. So you'd actually have to go below decks to see where the cannons are being operated by the crew. So if you were to go down there, technically no one else would see you. I don't know how to arm the grenades and I promised I wouldn't learn. So I do bring one of the grenades (laughs) up to Captain Quinn. Go, uh, hey, Captain. What do you, what do you think about maybe maybe loading a couple of these into the cannons? Which one do you walk up to? Oh wait, are there four of you now? Yeah, but they're all standing. Four. Yeah, they, yeah, they're all standing like close to one another, right? But yeah, there are technically four Quins around because one just simply isn't enough. Uh, I walk into the kind of the center of them and spinning in a circle the whole time I'm talking. Uh, change that to hey, Captain Quins. <laughs> and what was your question again? <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think about maybe loading a couple of these into one of the cannons? Uh, I don't know if the cannons were built for those. I mean, I don't think they were built to fight ghost ships at all. Do you have a slingshot or something you could use? Boris quickly investigates all of her ch- pockets. Yeah, they say frantically no. checks inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a slingshot you could make for it? You know what? Boris spends the rest of her turn running around the ship looking for things to craft a slingshot out of. Okay, again, these things weigh like 10 pounds looking for very large things to craft. Is there any like large, like (laughs) elastic-y type material on the ship? I mean, there's crossbows. 
No, but, like a fabric type thing. Something stretchy. Hmm. So with my very little knowledge of how cannons actually work, I just don't think it's smart to put a grenade-like thing inside a cannon. No, God, no, it's a terrible idea. I mean, you never know, right? Because, again, these things are very complex, right, and must be armed. Like Sure. And they did arrive in a crate where they're all just stacked on top of one another loosely. So there's probably some precautions like put in place here. You could you could infer. But but maybe she should go read the manual. I mean, y'all did read the manual and nowhere in there did it mention whether or not these could be loaded into cannons and fired. I mean, as, as awesome of a scientist as Omnius is, I guess he just must not never not reached that stage of experimentation and research on these. These are prototypes after all. I mean, on one hand, this is a great opportunity to see if this works. On the other hand, I really don't want to blow up our ship. So the Quinn side of me is saying no. Okay, well, that's about as much discussion. The Boris side of you might change the... <laughs> As I'm going to let happen here. Jeez, so, Boris, yeah, it is your call. Am I out of time to talk to anybody, period? Or is that just the end of this particular conversation? The end of this particular conversation if you want to do something this turn. Excellent. I dash one of the grenades over to... Who else read the book? Hedrick, right? Yes. Yep, I dash a grenade over to Hedrick and say, Quick, we need to get one of these into the cannons. <laughs> <laughs> And, and this is exactly when Quinn just says, why do I even try to lead this group of people? Because every now and again, they listen to you. Trust me. Every I now have a plan. and again. <laughs> so, Boris, you've sort of now handed off responsibility potentially to Hedrick. I'll hand a grenade off anyway. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we're going to see what Zero wants to do. Right. Well, Zero is a man of really simple interests. Mm. Um, so where do those sim simple simple interests direct themselves to? Well, let's see. We. Um, well, where did those first shots of ours go? Starboard side target. I believe yeah. so. <clears throat> yeah, because the port side got yes. the force cage. Yeah, Port said got the force yep. cage and the one directly to uh, directly ahead of us. I don't think we have a good angle to shoot at. Okay, well, you know what? We shot at the starboard guy before. We're going to shoot at the starboard guy again because personally it amuses me to do so. And I like clearing uh, clearing the decks on one before we get to a second. Let's see. That's a crit. Let's see. A 4 plus 13 is a 17 for the second. And a 20. So a um, yeah, nat 20, uh, unnatural 20, and uh, something that we, oh, geez, what was it, 17. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you just pick off three more yeah. crew members from that ship, and now they are definitely below half crew. Excellent. Yeah, that's about all I got. Otherwise, I'm just sort of pacing up and down the deck and revving the flywheel on reason a whole bunch and uh, just sort so of you said for people to come close. Uh, one question I have, since we're sort of splitting the two ships ahead of us, if we continue at our current speed, we're going to hit the same point as those other two at about the same time, right? Correct. Hey, Quinn, step on it. Well, before Quinn can step on it, Hedrick, what do you do? You have been handed a grenade by Boris with specific instructions to load it into a cannon. He takes off his loot, and he wants to set it to, what do you think, Boris, five or ten? Five. Seconds. Uh, five how, seconds. Long, how long did it take for the cannonball to, like, fly over and hit the ship? I mean, you guys are within 100 feet, so it's not going to take very long at all. Like like, like a second, mm -hmm. kind of? Like, it, it, it wouldn't have taken more than five seconds to hit the ship, for no. sure. Yeah, so five seconds. Oh, 
Does it appear like there's uh, a ghost at the helm of these ships, or they're just completely on attack and the ship is doing what it has? It's yeah, it doesn't appear to be any anything partic- like in particular that you can notice steering the ships. Okay. Or any one. Uh, if I can see any area along there, so the hull of the um, starboard side, mm-hmm. any area they might be setting up a gangplank or any means. I mean, of not. To I mean, it. not yet. They have the material. They have like the items on on the deck, but they are waiting until they are in range in order to, you know, pick them up and drop them on your ship. Right where those ghosts are. Hedrick is going to take the grenade from Boris, set it to five seconds, lob it up into the air, and he's going to swing his loot as if he's hitting this grenade. But he's uh, he's uh, casting catapult. Yes. Oh, that's much smarter. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love this spell. I fucking love this spell. I only know this because I took the Arcane Initiate feed, which allowed me access to different spell lists, and so I chose this as a first-level spell. I can launch an object up to five pounds, 90 feet. Uh, If this is heavier than... This is heavier than five pounds, but... Okay, so at second level, you can increase it by five pounds, and there's more damage on the effect. That's that's all you need is an additional five pounds. So if you cast it at second level, yep, you can hurl, or you can catapult one of these grenades. So the object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in any direction I choose before falling to the ground. So it would be level for 90 and then start to sink? Yeah. Okay. Um, Guess what's exactly 90 feet away from you? So I want it at the (laughs) kind of concentric area of where these guys would be setting up the gangplanks and the boat. Oh yeah, plenty plenty of uh, ghastly crew over there. So I'll aim for a creature, and they have to make a dexterity saving throw. So I mean, either way, the grenade is going to land, but also if you hit them, you'll yes. do like the impact damage. <laughs> well, if it, it if it hits an object, it, it does will, damage to the it object. Will, it will it will affect the hull as well. Yes. Um, all right. Actually, yeah. It pa- it must. I think it passes the save somehow with a sixteen. No, nope. no. Nope. My spell save DC is eighteen. Oh, wow. that's beautiful. In that case, no, it fails. <laughs> It's okay. Felix okay. is ni- Felix's is nineteen, so actually that that checks out. Okay, so it's taking four d eight bludgeoning damage. Oh right, because it gets hit with the grenade before it explodes, so it's just like his head just gets knocked back, and then the grenade like impacts the hull. Eighteen bludgeoning damage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see its head just explode. Mm-hmm. It's just bone. Yeah. So. I was just seeing this confused-ass skeleton wandering around with the thing just implanted right in dead smack in the middle of its chest, doing the John Travolta confused look around <laughs> for like five seconds before just blowing up. I like this better, and that's now what happens. <laughs> um, and he's going to say, Boris, fetch me another. And for his bonus action, he will start to inspire Zero, which he has never done before. Oh, Oddly... Oddly enough. Let's hear it. Okay. What's a name? What's a number? Well, does he look heroic? His objective knows no slumber. He's the world's best helmsman and a prototype. An inorganic man with deadly aim. And soon you're going to know... It's the time of the reason from zero. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I give you real life inspiration for that, or I I received real life inspiration. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We get the inspiration from Phil, not even just just Hedrick. Phil, you are inspiring. yeah, Phil, I'm that was a looking around my office for a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you want it to be generous instead of adult onset inspiration, maybe the crew uh, could act with uh, a bit of advantage. Sure. Crew loved it. 
amongst all this chaos of like flame skull ballistas and like cannons being launched, there's this. Sweet, well, I mean, you sound. literally just fucking like home run derby to grenade over to the ship. <laughs> Which, by the way, we still have to resolve the explosion of. Um, Correct. So, you know, as you kind of reach that crescendo of the time of the reason, you just see this like smaller explosion erupt from you know where the grenade was embedded in this skeleton doing the Travolta thing and you can see that it it, it, it definitely affects probably a, like a 10 foot diameter area and everything in that is just explodes and like it you know rips out like you know chunks of the, the hull on the top of the ship there what is the nature of this damage? Is it fire, or does it look like force, or does that, it look like this? This particular explosion um, looked like an actual, like, uh, like an arcane, like, like a pulse, like a, like a, like a, you know, just like this. You just see this, like this, this wave of force come out and just like just literally shatter everything. Sweet. Um, and I will say that that affects. Seven crew, in addition to the one that you, you know, hit with it. Beamed them. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and the hull, the hull takes, uh, you know, some, some good amount of damage. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have you roll me 4d6. It's the five second option. That's 14. Okay. How about a little home run derby? <laughs> All right, so the you know the grenade exploded. The people are inspired. Like so many great things have happened. Hedrick, what a turn! What a turn! We're gonna move now to Quinn and the Overstar. Um, Quinn is going to just simply take a shot with his short bow uh, and hope that he hits something on the closest ship. Just firing an arrow just, what, out of 90 that? feet just, away? Just, 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 just playing just, it safe? Just, I mean, I think he he can visualize hitting something, but he also knows that it's probably um, just going to be dumb luck if he hits something. He just wants to contribute. Yep. He, I mean, like he's, he's controlling the boat, which is contributing enough. Uh, but at this point, his magic uh, doesn't have the range to really do anything right now. So he's going to shoot a bolt from his short bolt. You mean an Oops. arrow? Whatever. So I rolled it disadvantage because it is uh, outside of your past. The, yeah. yeah, it's outside the, the initial range mm -hmm. of a short bow. Um, but he rolled a... 21. Oh, yeah. You hit something. Yeah, Ooh. I rolled a 15 and a 16, which is pretty cool. Um, you hit a crew member, and like I like I said, I'm resolving things more simply here. You take out one of the crew. Sweet. Uh, and then I can I control my ship on my turn, too, right? So we are going to full steam ahead in two actions. Okay. Because um, yep. that is you what I heard from a very hefty voice from afar. Uh, yeah. So I yeah. I barrel two two moves ahead, straight ahead, and then uh, take the other action to uh, shoot at the starboard starboard ship again. Do it. Which is Make a plus five, correct? I believe. So. Oh no. Oh no! Use my I'm inspiration. Use my, use my in feet. Okay, yeah, you better do something about that. <laughs> this is a nat one. Now here's so the we're thing. Gonna, we're gonna here's, here's the thing. The here's the thing, Captain. Your lucky feet applies to your rolls. You are rolling for the ship. Your ship okay. doesn't have the lucky what feet. A, what about inspiration? Ooh, I'll you know I'll, I will allow the inspiration. You can use my inspiration because my goal is to not kill the crew, and I think that might kill the crew. <laughs> that that might be very devastating to the crew. Yeah. So thank you, John. I will re-roll with using your inspiration. <laughs> no. <You did. laughs> no. 
which is not a it's not a nat one, but it is it is a nat two, and that makes seven. So I'm pretty sure that's that's the only a step above what I originally rolled. <laughs> well, Quinn, thankfully you can't be blamed because it's your crew who fired poorly, um, and your helmsman who steered the ship poorly. So, yeah, unfortunately, the, this volley doesn't do any measurable damage. You see all the cannonballs just fly overhead of the ship and don't actually hit. It was just the you know incredible speed in which you lurched forward that caused the shots to just, you know, whiff. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. Well. Jarrell. It is now John's turn. Do you have anything <laughs> you'd like to do? I didn't. I uh, was not going to skip him again. I was not going to skip him again. <laughs> I was like, "Don't, don't rev up for anything that you got a retcon." Um, still too far away. I'm not sixty feet from either of the ships, right? No. Okay. So then, yeah, I'll revive another of the crew members. Okay. Damn. We're almost at full capacity again. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, alright uh, Yeah, 39 crew Out of 40 Okay I'm Eight. sad if you don't get to that last one though Well nice There may be uh, More casualties Than just the one now As the other two ships now move Into intercept range And begin turning themselves So that they can lower the gangplanks. One of them, one of them is like destroyed, though, right? One of them is having a hard time catching up to y'all, so you only have two that you're Correct. currently worrying about that are now kind of again like pinching in and pulling up alongside you. Uh, but again, they're coming a little bit from behind and they're moving up, and it takes the entirety of their movement to catch up to you guys. Uh, okay, so the way I was seeing is that we had two ships kind of coming in, like, you know, from north to south and one kind of coming in from the side. I had told him to speed up because uh, it should shoot right through the gap and make those ships have to make this big, wide-ass turn. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, so, but they're still trying to attempt the maneuver, but now they are pointed directly yeah. at you because they have to catch up. Yeah. That was the other half of the gambit is let's say they step on it and try to catch us at that spot. There's a great chance they still whiff and blast right in. Well, they are each other. They are very close. Like they did use all, you know, all three of the actions afforded to their ships to just move. And you can see again, like nothing is steering these ships, but they are still propelling themselves forward. The one that is very, very damaged, the one that had the force cage hole in it is is Without its sails, without everything else, it, it seems to still be propelling itself towards you guys, but it is kind of like moving very erratically. And that was the port side one, correct? That was the port side one. The, the, the one that was initially port side to you guys, because now currently, right, you have the one that was directly ahead and the one that was starboard are now port and starboard to you because you are moving between them. You kind of like move diagonally between them. Okay, so that one's like behind us now. Correct. Yeah, the, okay. the, the severely damaged ship is behind yours now. And technically, the other two are as well, but again, they're pulling up and like trying to come up alongside. But they're, at this point, parallel with you guys, but behind. And you can see that the, you know, undead crew of these ships are looking eager to board. They are looking menacingly at you and your crew as they as the lifeless look in their eyes seeks you know instills nothing but fear in those who are not within 30 feet of Jarrell and worry for the re for the remainder consternation consternation for the rest and that's what we're going to call this episode of the hapless heroes ah. podcast thank you all out there in radio podcast land for listening uh, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just uh, search 
at Hapless Heroes. And we're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Really, though, a lot of those places will just point you to where we're truly active on the interwebs, and that's our Discord server, where you can meet and interact with us, talk about the show, episodes. You know, we do try to make sure that any specific episode talk or spoilers are tagged as such in the channel. So don't be afraid to join in if, like, you're catching up to this at some point in the past, future, whenever you're listening to this. Um... And, you know, all manner, all manner of other discussions, sometimes debates on what truly is or isn't a sandwich or a ravioli or whatever, uh, you know, ridiculous, stupid internet discussions that, you know, spin out of control happen to be. Um, and I still remain vehemently opposed to pineapple on any kind of pizza. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, check it out. There's 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 links that'll take you right there. That They'll have the invite link and you can join the conversation. Uh, but if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice or shoot us an email at haplessheroes at gmail.com and just say some kind things about us. And we'll say some kind things right back to you. In fact, we had someone recently write to us um, that, you know, also subsequently joined our Discord server. And that was uh, Kelly had reached out to us that, you know, was saying that she had just finished episode 79, which if I look at our titles, I believe this was the mega plan. It was the super secret plans, excuse me, where, uh, you know, you, we had located the final gem right before the big event in Tarantis, and, well, uh, Felix had, you know, pulled over the, that pulled, pulled one over on the party, remember, produced the whole orb, and we're not going to talk about what happens after that, but she says... Anger. Kelly says that all she has to say is it was a great plan. So you know what, Kelly... Thank you. In fact, I wrote her back saying that, you know, the words I have a plan, unfortunately, have become a trigger for the rest of the party. However, I thought it was a good plan, too. So thank you, Kelly, for agreeing with me that it was, in fact, a great plan. Now, if you really, really like us, you could uh, donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash heroes. We have a whole variety of rewards, everything from shiny rolls in our Discord server to secret channels you can even have conversations in to you know, flaunt your uh, exclusivity. Uh, and like behind-the-scenes audio, bloopers, lots of bloopers. We have a crap load of this at this point, like, released on there. I don't even remember. Uh, the, you know, Phil's you know, acapella musical sensation uh, from Hedrick. I mean, just Literally, like, I'm adding everything I possibly can on there to give back to you, our wonderful and amazing audience. Um, so just check it out, patreon.com slash heroes. And if you really, really, really love us, Sally Field and the whole deal, we all know about Hallmark holidays and the kind of feelings that those incite within us, good or ill. And I say enough. Why have a Hallmark holiday when you could have a hapless holiday? So if you really love us, create your own hapless holiday. One of the best things about these holidays is that they can happen spontaneously, anytime, anywhere. If you really love us and you are so moved, just do it. And the best thing is you can create your own traditions. So long as they are within the hapless heroes standards and, and uh, you know, that sort of mindset, you can share goat milk mimosas with strangers. You could um, <laughs> probably mouth <laughs> off to somebody needlessly. Don't condone choking points. strangers. <laughs> Bonus points if you get this holiday made into a national holiday um, where we all get the day off. Oh, yeah. Whoever, you know, everyone in your country does. Oh, surely, surely brunch would be a state. Super extra bonus points if you manage to get the world to adopt 11 o'clock as the new afternoon. And large purple hats. Lots of large purple hats. <laughs> yes, yes. Share the largest of purple hats you can find with all of your We've given you plenty of ideas. The largest yeah, plenty of Plenty of ideas now to, to, to jump off from here. Interrogating your neighbor's dog. <laughs> uh, the list goes on. <laughs> <laughs> A rough, a wow. rough. And always, and remember, do it with love in your heart and a hapless sense of mind. Aww. <laughs> 
Well, I guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro this cast for you. So I'm going to start on my virtual right this time with John as Lord Jarrell Delight. Until next time. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Captain, I believe your fans are eager to meet you. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm ready to stab these skeletons. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Full steam ahead! And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good night, everyone. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host, DM, and we'll see you next week as we continue this naval battle. Bye now. Bye. In my belly button? Bye. 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 Bye.